Hi, this episode of IB Matters was originally recorded at Rockford High School for the benefit of the Rockford Schools community. I've edited this version to serve as a more universal example of how families see the role of IB as part of a comprehensive education, which still dovetails with traditional expectations of parents and students for the entire high school experience. If you've listened to previous episodes from Rockford, you'll remember that Rockford High School, located about 30 miles west of Minneapolis, is a candidate school for three IB programs, the MYP, the DP, and the CP, career-related program. In this podcast, we hear from veteran IB parent Chrysanthi Sikala and her daughter Anastasia about what IB added to the high school experience and how IB prepared Anastasia and her sister for university. The host is Maris Ellers, a parent with two students in Rockford Schools. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Maris, and I am the Rockford parent who runs the Rocket Pride Facebook group. And we are here today to talk about IB, and I have a group of distinguished guests with me, which I'm very excited to talk to today. And I want to make sure that I get everyone's names right under pressure, because I'm terrible about that to begin with. But um, Chrysanthe, is that correct? Correct. Okay. And you are a parent of a an IB alum. Yes. And we also have Anastasia. And Anastasia, what year did you graduate from in high school? From I high graduated school? in 2018. Awesome. And you are in college now? Correct. And yeah. where do you go? I go to Western Michigan University. Awesome. And where did you go to high school? I went to Robbinsdale Cooper High School in New Hope. Great. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you both taking time out of your busy day to talk with me. I, I really appreciate that. So, Mom, I would like to start with you a little bit. You sure. have a little bit of an interesting um, background with IB professionally. Can you tell me a little bit yes. about that? So I am the magnet specialist at Northwest Suburban Integration School District, and we are the vehicle that open enrolls students into Rockford um, School District from elementary through high school. So we support um, the three schools here and 23 other schools across the seven school districts that make up Northwest Suburban Integration School District. So Part of my job is to, quote unquote, sell IB as well as STEAM and STEM and the arts education. Mm-hmm. Um, but as in a, on a personal vein, as a mom, um, I was with this question of what path do my kids go once they hit sixth grade. So coming from a, a magnet school, they both were in, both my daughters were in a Spanish immersion magnet school. And then the choice was regular middle school. Um, a pre-AP style of middle school, or do we look at the IB program um, in the middle school at that time? Um, My feeling was is IB is a um, well-rounded program that is going to teach the whole entire student. It's not a learn it, test it, dump it style of, of education. It is something that is going to be carried with that student through each class in that grade, on to the next grade, mm-hmm. and then into high school and beyond. So with my oldest, it was it was just the perfect fit of her learning style at that time in sixth grade. So she did full MYP through 10th grade and then diploma program, full diploma program in 11th and 12th grade. Um, 
Anastasia wanted to take that same path, which we agreed, and it benefited her as well as just it's a program that really um, educates the entire child as mm-hmm. well as the parent. Sure. Um, you, you as a parent need to be involved in the sense that you know what your student is doing and um, help them navigate the road of um of an IB um, experience. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So Anastasia, tell me a little bit about um, the process that you went through with IB in school. Did you do the diploma program or did you did you take a different path? I ended up choosing certificate. So after I saw my sister and how hard she worked, I was like, you know what? I'm <laughs> not going to go full in as she did um, because that's just not me. So I decided sure. to continue to take all IB classes. I just didn't do um, the TOK theory of knowledge class and also write the extended essay. That was the okay. only thing that was really different. Sure. But I still took the IB test and I still tested in each of my classes. Sure. And so when you were preparing to kind of make that decision, um, if you were going to take um, the diploma program or the certificate program, tell me a little bit, other than just watching your sister, what her experience was, tell me a little bit about what your thoughts why you chose what you did. Were you involved in a lot of activities? Were you just had other things on your agenda? Tell me yeah. a, or tell me about that. Um, so I was also, I was in band and choir for all mm-hmm. four years of high school. And I additionally played three sports throughout the three different seasons. And so did my sister as well. But mm-hmm. I just, in the end, decided to do their certificate program because that's, I didn't want to put in the extra effort sure, yeah. because it, it is a hard strain on you mentally and it Mm -hmm. really tests you see if you can put in that extra effort and if you want to be that dedicated Mm -hmm. but you still have to be that dedicated when you're taking all your IB classes because it is that much work and you Mm -hmm. do have to do your homework every night and you still have to write your IAs your internal do your internal assessment so it is the same thing it's just going beyond taking that extra step and I was like you know what I want to have a little bit more free time because it does take a little bit more time to do your extended essay but it was just, in the end... It was end, a good fit? It was a good fit for me. I feel like I got the same thing out of it that my friends did that did mm-hmm. the full diploma. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all came out feeling like we were successful in high school with the IB program. Sure. And so now that you're in college, do you feel like the certificate program with IB has prepared you well? Yeah, I... Um, went to college with um, eight credits for my Spanish major. Mm -hmm. So I got credits for taking my IB classes um, and testing in Spanish in the higher level test. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, it just, I'm better at writing papers because of my IB classes. In my IB senior English class, I had to write a paper every three weeks because that's what we did the second semester was Mm -hmm. read a book, write a paper. And now in college, when I get this paper that's due in one week, I'm like, oh, I can do this easy because I had to write a paper in 45 minutes. Right. So I've learned how to adapt and to... um, really well like manage my time sure um because I always had lots of things to do in high school and even with college now I still have a lot of things going on but it's just prioritizing what needs to get done first Mm -hmm. and then working on that awesome awesome that's great and so can you tell me a little bit about your older daughter's process and her journey through um the diploma program she was also heavily involved in activities is that correct yes so she was two musics orchestra and choir she took a language in high school as well uh, spanish um she also played three sports. Um, by her senior year, she added another sport. Oh, my. <laughs> um, she volunteered, and she had a job. Sure. And so when she wanted to add the job, and I'm like, you're, you're nuts. But, you know, 
know, th- <laughs> as a parent, you support what they do. Um, and and they're all different. They are all different. And it's a was a little bit of a different personality as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for her to write that extended essay, um, you know, y- you help where you can just as far as whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Here's some food, here's some liquid. You need to sequester yourself. Um, but she she managed it herself as well. And I will say her cl- graduating class of 2014, they had 45 students that did um, full diploma. Oh, wow. Right, which was, I think, the largest. So you were also looking at a group of students that were, um, I don't want to say overachievers, but achieving on a different level right. than, uh, than someone mm-hmm. who wants to achieve, but it, it was a, a little astounding and overwhelming to see that that many students actually did that that year. Um, that is not the norm. Mm-hmm. But kudos to them that they did sure. it. Um, and I think it set them all up to be able to do the work in college. In fact, she said to me by her junior year in college, she goes, this is really easy. And I said, that's because you're very well prepared for what it is you need to do in college. I go, plus you're enjoying your classes but right. you are very well prepared. You're not Anastasia's struggling. Nodding her yeah, head I agree with that. <laughs> My past three semesters now in college have been pretty easy compared to what I've had it done with my IB education. Sure. And I just feel like I'm really well prepared and like the workload I get mm-hmm. in college like kind of matches or is a little less in the IB program, but going into college with having had that workload in high school made college less stressful because I'm like, "Oh, I've done worse. I can handle this in college." Mm-hmm. So and do you think you did a good job at handling um, the workload in high school? Oh, for sure. It's all about prioritizing. So, mm-hmm. like a lot of th- like a lot of teachers will like communicate with each other when things are due and stuff. But also, if you have like a little assignment, like you should do that right away because you know you'll have that bigger assignment coming. So it's really just about managing your time, prioritizing your work that needs to get done. Because in the end, once you have it done, you'll be very like thankful that you did it then. (laughs) Right. As in all things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what would be your favorite part of IB, the IB experience in high school? Like what did you love the most or what, what got you excited about it and kept you enthused and committed to it throughout the process? Um, just that's like a broader way of thinking. So we didn't like strictly stick to a textbook when learning about things like mm-hmm. our teachers were constantly um, talking about current events and like stretching it out to then and relating things to other things we've learned. And it's really we're not in a bubble when we're learning um, the IB way, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of connecting all around the world and connecting with other classes. And it's just a broader way of thinking that I've had before. Mm-hmm. And do you see that that benefits you outside of school as well for sure I like I look at a situation now and be like okay well there's two ways to handle it I can mm-hmm. have a closed mind about it or mm-hmm. I can have an open mind about it and in high school we really talked about open-mindedness because you can't go into a certain situation and be like oh how am I going to do this you have to think about those little exits on how you can get out of it and how you can manipulate the situation in a certain way to get like the overarching result you want the desired outcome yeah Yeah. your mom is smiling at you with a lot of pride I think I think that's awesome well you know the great thing about um IB is that they're they're smaller learning communities so Mm -hmm. you know you are in the some of the same classes with students who have the same interest um it is um they're going to push each other Mm -hmm. to do well that's was my experience with my kids and their friends that they really were pushing each other to achieve 
at a higher level or to understand it or get together and do study groups. And so that small learning community within the school and outside of the school forms some really great um, habits and friendships um, oh, sure. across the board. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think for our freshmen, um, because this is so new, I think there's a little bit of a feeling that they've been, you know, catapulted into something new and they don't really know what to expect. And so, you know, the changes of just coming to high school in general and, you know, all of that kind of layered with this, I think can feel a little overwhelming at times. And I think we have some kids who are really good students but feel like maybe IB is too much for them or maybe they feel like it's, you know, it's too much to take on or maybe they're not the right fit. But the school district has done a really good job in talking about it's IB for all. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things I think that we need to make sure that we communicate to our kids is that it's not all or nothing, right? So Right. And ninth and tenth grade MYP is is IB for all. Mm -hmm. I mean it is a style of learning. It is a way of thinking. Um, you know, the, the personal project that I'm not sure if is going to, is going to happen here, will happen here for 10th grade, um, is, is such a fantastic adventure really for the kids because it's, it's, it's personal and it's a project that they can do about just about anything. Mm -hmm. And there's criteria and goals that they have to meet, but I mean, it's about baking cookies with grandma and this is my favorite activity, or I've always wanted to present a piece of poetry that is meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a personal project, but that also sets them up to do well, to research and, and write other papers. You know, if they're thinking about extended essay, that is one catapulting thing that's going to take them to that next level. And that extended essay is going to catapult them in college Mm -hmm. to write that, you know, thesis or that big project Mm -hmm. or, or even once you get out of the college realm, you know, it's going to help you outside into your job. Sure. Because those are all strategies that you're going to use throughout life. So it shouldn't be looked at as something that, oh my God, I can't do this but more of a challenge of how is it going to be a part of my life? Mm-hmm. Because IB really is um, just a full body experience, um, you know, within the family and within your school family. You know, it's just a way of thinking and a way of doing things that's really going to move move you to, I don't want to say do better, but do things differently that mm-hmm. are going to make more sense. Sure. It's not just a routine. It becomes a way of life, a way, a way of, of thinking. Hmm, yeah. That's really interesting. And so you feel like that, that gradient or that that curve as they progress from freshman, sophomore, and junior, it's navigatable and it's like not like yeah, you're going to go here and then all of a sudden you're just going <laughs> to deep dive into no deep dive. Okay, it's, you take on what you want to take on, and and not all not you know I told my kids you don't have to get an A in everything. Mm-hmm. I mean it's not about achieving the 4.0. Mm-hmm. It's about taking the class and and learning it and understanding it and moving on to the next one Mm -hmm. Um, because they do all relate together but it's not about being the top student in the class um, you know and and it's it's about just doing the best you can and IB allows you to do that Mm -hmm. it's not about um, taking the test in ninth and tenth grade it's setting you up for success in 11th and 12th grade and even your SL classes even if you don't sit for the test for any SL or HL test you're still learning at a high level sure sure 
Anastasia, this question is for you specifically. <clears throat> Did you ever doubt that you would be successful with IB when you were going through the process? You can be honest. No. <laughs> Honestly, no. I thought I was constantly learning. Yeah, it was super hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. I had to ask my friends who were smarter than me. I'm like, <laughs> I really don't get what I'm doing right now and how my teacher's explaining it isn't really helping me either. But at no point I doubted that mm-hmm. I wasn't going to get anything out of IB. It really just opened my mind and helped me think in a different way mm-hmm. so we were talking a little bit we haven't met before today but we were just talking for a few minutes before we started and um you were talking a little bit about how you feel like Rockford having both um Reams the art magnet school and then moving on to the stem school and then moving into IB how that also solidifies that Um, opportunity with IB. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. When I was at the elementary school, probably about a year ago at some event, I noticed that at the art magnet school, they were building bridges, which is a engineering concept. (laughs) And I tell a lot. You're talking about the Rockford elementary school. Right. And so they had their bridges on display and I'm thinking, wow, they're doing some engineering here in an art school. And I tell a lot of parents, I'm like, you need to be creative in order to be an engineer. You need that creativity piece. So Mm -hmm. that's where art fits into STEM very well. And the two of them merge together, giving a student from K through 8 or even wherever they started elementary through the 8th grade, giving them that focus of something different, um, engineering or mathematics or science fits just weaves perfectly into IB because IB educates the the full student Mm -hmm. whether it's in the arts whether it's in engineering or mathematics or technology all of those focuses are part of the IB curriculum Mm -hmm. and requirements and so to already have navigated those two magnet styles of arts and um, STEM is going to just give students coming into ninth grade here a bigger advantage Mm -hmm. than having not done something beforehand so it's like the perfect marriage of arts and stem coming into ib that sounds great and can you tell me a little bit i think as parents we worry a little bit about um this whole process because there are some unknowns and some of us have had kids that have gone through rockford already um and so they maybe had different advanced um curriculum options and so there are some of us that are not me because my i haven't had that experience yet but um, I think there are some parents that are just leery of not knowing everything about IB. It's not as concrete as if you look at CIS or AP. Um, can you tell me from a parent's perspective, you, you've talked a little bit about it, but how do you best prepare yourself for the IB journey with your child? Sure. I would tell myself I'm not doing their homework, so <laughs> therefore I don't need to know exactly what it is they're doing. Sure. Um, my, both my girls went through Spanish immersion where the homework sent home was in Spanish. I, I couldn't technically help them like I could if it was in English. So therefore, knowing that and then delving into an IB curriculum, I would say I'm not doing their homework. Neither are the parents that are part of mm-hmm. your community here. So as an IB parent, it was about helping them manage their time helping them understand that, well, if you don't understand what your teacher is telling you, then you need to talk to them. You need Mm -hmm. to email them, or maybe we need to Google this. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, as much as I hate to say that, but it is looking outside of, you know, well, what did they say? And having those conversations and being involved in your student's life, not where you're doing the homework, but where you're just asking some questions and also making them a little bit responsible for what mm-hmm. it is that they need to be responsible for, mm-hmm. which is their schoolwork. So for me as a parent, it was just checking in. What do you got? You also have practice. You have a game. You have Mm -hmm. this volunteer hour thing you want to do. You have friends that you said you want to go out with Friday night. When is that homework due? So really kind of keeping them on task those first and second years and being being present in, you know, 11th and 12th grade to say, do you got it? Do you got it? Right. What What do you need? <laughs> what kind of support do you need? Sure. And the support support isn't doing the homework; it's supporting them so that they're successful doing the homework and taking the test themselves. Which really shouldn't be that much different than how you're supporting them in everyday academia, right? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it. This might be a half a step harder than what they may have experienced. Right. But they've got it. Yeah we need to set that bar just a tad higher. And that's where the rubrics come into play. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do the seven. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the six. Sure. You know, let's look at that five and Mm -hmm. then each time Mm -hmm. trying to achieve it, you know, a little bit higher level on the rubric. Right. Anastasia, what would your advice be for a freshman um, who is just now kind of in the first couple of months of that middle years program? What would your, what would your advice be to them for this year and also looking forward to the rest of their high school career? Um, keep asking questions. If you're confused or you don't fully understand what you're being taught because it sometimes is confusing or it makes no sense to you, just ask those clarifying questions because your teachers want you to ask them. They want you to be able to understand it to their, your fullest potential because like, that's their job. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're learning new things while they're teaching this curriculum. For like one of my classes, it was um, history of Africa in the Middle East, and my teacher was had just changed it, so it wasn't Africa before. It was um, don't remember, Europe, and so mm-hmm. she was also learning about Africa as we were as well. So you just also have to ask those questions because it's going to extend your knowledge and your curiosity and help you solidify what you're supposed to be learning. So just keep trucking along, keep asking <laughs> questions. It's okay to be frustrated, but just know that this is going to help you in the future like once you get to college you're going to be like wow this is really easy Mm -hmm. and you must like you'll think that college is really far away right now but but it's really not it's really not high school goes by really quickly and so has my first year and a half of college I'm like where has time gone but that's because I've been asking questions using my resources my as my like my friends are my resources my past teachers Mm -hmm. it's just continuing to have that curiosity to learn more and do more Right. That's awesome advice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have a couple of students in the crowd today, in our very big crowd. So we might take a quick second to see if they have any questions, and then we can um, repeat those questions and answer them if they have any. Okay, great. So with with us, we have Cole, and he is a freshman here at Rockford High School. And he had a question that kind of plays on what we talked about a little bit earlier, and that is um, athletics is really important to him here at Rockford. And the one thing I will say about Rockford as a school district, and especially in the high school, um, I always like to joke and say that the great thing about Rockford is your kids can be involved in everything. And the worst thing about Rockford is that your kids can be involved in absolute <laughs> everything. 
<laughs> because I feel like we were at school all the time and it, most of it's pretty awesome. But so Cole is an athlete and he plays multiple sports. And so that's one of the things that's really on his mind is about um, can you really dig into the IB experience and, and be a multi-sport athlete? And you did talk about that a little bit, but mm-hmm. maybe Anastasia, you can tell us exactly what sports you played and what level, and then maybe you can talk about your older daughter as well. Yeah, so my first two years of high school, I was on the soccer team. In the fall, in the winter, I did cross-country skiing, and then in the spring, I was on the lacrosse team. And then my last two years of high school, I had made a sailing team for the fall, so I oh, sailed fun. instead of playing soccer um so and then in the spring I was captain of the lacrosse team for my for three years so sophomore through senior year and how big is your high school uh I don't know 1600 students yeah yeah about so it's it's no small feat to be captain of a varsity sport so kudos to you so that's that's a big nod for that level of engagement Mm -hmm. and activity level thank you um but the biggest I don't know. The biggest challenge I had with doing sports and um, being in the IB program was that sometimes my coaches thought that the sport was everything, but you have to remind your coach and yourself that you are a student athlete, Mm -hmm. um, student coming first, so your schoolwork does come first compared to you practicing. So um, sometimes I had to go up to my coach and be like, I have homework. I need to do homework 45 minutes before I can come to practice. And your coaches are going to be very understanding of that because that is their job. Their job is to help you in school and want you to be successful in school. And then, so you're successful on the field. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to balance that if you are if you communicate with your coaches. Um, at some times in the spring when I was captain as well, I was like super stressed out because I'm like, I have all these deadlines and I have my team I'm responsible for. But you have to reach out. Um, to your coach and communicate with them like I want to do this in school this is really important to me but I also feel like I have this responsibility to my team and your coach is going to support you in whatever you choose and then also when it comes to your games you'll have like two or three games a week you just got to get that homework done like you're going to have some late nights you're going to be really tired <laughs> like my high school started at 7 20 in the morning I don't know what time Rockford <laughs> starts at and I would some I would set a deadline that I would go to bed by eleven every night, even if I didn't finish that all my homework. I'm like my sleep is important, but also like my academics are important. Mm-hmm. But I can't be staying up until two in the morning to do this homework when I have to get up again at six thirty in the morning to go back to school and right. have a game that night. Mm-hmm. So it's really about like managing your time, feeling comfortable, like talking to your coach and to your teachers about I need help with this. These things are really important to me, but it's also taking care of yourself. Because you are not going to perform well if, like, you're not sleeping well and if you're not getting your things done. And also if you're not engaged in things that you love. Right. Right. So tell us a little bit about your older daughter. She was in in music, band and choir. Um, She was in orchestra and choir. I also want to just make a comment about Anastasia. She was also in marching band. So Hmm. during the fall, it was almost as she was in two sports. Sure. Because they played at every football game and and had some other extracurricular um, contests that they did, um, as well as even when she was doing her sailing team that she um, was also doing marching band. So there's, I think, students that want to be involved in sports and um, other things can manage this. My older daughter was a three-sport athlete as well, her junior and senior year, um, soccer in the fall, Nordic skiing in the winter, and then lacrosse as well. She was in orchestra. She was in choir. She was in, you know, honor society where they have to do so many um, hours of um 
just community service. service she had a job as well um, different style student um, seemed to be able to manage that type of stress differently um, but it is about um, time management and knowing what you're capable of not always trying to get um, like I said before the A um, and it was great lessons when that didn't happen um, because this is real life mm-hmm. and um, but always meeting the deadline and if it was you know Anastasia her goal is to be in bed by 11 my older daughter sometimes she was up till midnight or one o'clock getting that project done that is not an everyday thing though sure you know you you are going to have projects you're going to have tests you're going to have things and as far as the athletics go um, Anastasia's right these are student athletes and I also like to remind coaches and um, athletic directors they're called student athletes because they're students first and then an athlete second and hopefully the coaches and the support staff around the athletics can help the student be successful both on and off the field by recognizing Mm -hmm. that they are students and um, that's what's going to get them beyond high school sure is their academics I think I'll wait for the bell I think my experience at Rockford as a parent has been that our teachers our teachers are super flexible and maybe it's a smaller student body or whatever the case may be but they're always very flexible in helping kids and meeting kids where they are and helping them get done what they need to get done Um, And I've also, in the sports that my kids have participated in, I've always felt like the coaches were very much, you know, you are a student first, and and we're here to learn lessons and to play, but um, you're a student first. And there have been times where flexibility has been needed for that, and I've never encountered an issue with a coach here with that. And that's awful. And the student themselves need to give themselves a break. I'm looking at this young man. and <laughs> While he eats his lunch. <laughs> no, but your intensity, um, at, which is fantastic, and you have to have that drive in everything that you do. Um, and I can see that you have it. You want to do well on the field, but you also want to do well in school. You need to give yourself a little bit of grace um, mm-hmm. to say that my sport has to relax 5% today because I need to give 100% to what I have going on in this classroom or this test or this paper that's due, the sport's going to be there. And it sounds like the flexibility is there and um, the desire for staff to support students here is incredible. Mm -hmm. So um, not to think too deeply about it, that it's going to happen. And you'll know what your flow needs to be um, because it looks like it, it, for most students that really jump in in 11th grade, Mm -hmm they'll know where they are after going through ninth and 10th grade in the MYP. They'll know how to navigate that. Sure, sure. And you're not going to have home like three hours of homework every night in every single class when you have <laughs> a, a game day. No, like that's not an every week thing. That's maybe like an every other week thing with maybe every other class. But that's when you do some homework on the bus before your game. That's when you try to do your homework during mm-hmm. lunch, when during your lunch period, if you have that time. Or when you get back from your game, you like don't watch an hour TV episode or play some video games. You just get right cracking on that homework because that is the priority. And then Friday night after you're done, you can play that video game. 
<laughs> reward, the reward of doing the homework. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that every parent would be in agreement with me if we were to say that IB meant our children played fewer hours of video games. We would all be on board. <laughs> well, in closing, thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It was really helpful to hear about your experience both as a student and as a parent. And I hope that our students and parents will listen and and maybe take heart and and take some of the tidbits that you've given them as advice as we go on our journey here at Rockford. And I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You can learn much more about the IB Diploma Program and the entire IB Pre-K to 12th Grade Continuum of Education using links in our podcast notes, as well as on the IB website at ibo.org. They have many resources for parents looking to research the benefits of IB for their children. Now that we have a large number of IB Matters episodes covering a range of topics, we've created a webpage for this podcast, which is organized by program and by topic. So you can find episodes featuring IB-related topics without scrolling through our whole list, which is now approaching 40 episodes. The link to the website is in our podcast notes. Also, we want to call your attention to the new official IB podcast called IB Voices. You may find it under IB Voices and or under various programs such as PYP Voices and MYP Voices. Each is interesting and has practical information to share from experts across the IB continuum. Please find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Follow us on Twitter at MattersIB. Also help us spread the word about IB by liking and sharing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In very little time, we've already been heard in over 90 countries, a testament to the global reach of the IB.